What's up, people? It is Dave it's Duncan back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from German metal duo Mantar. Yeah. The, the band's new album, Pain is Forever, and this is the end, will be released on July 15th via Metal Played Records. So, um, technically, I suppose this is album number five, if you include uh, the covers album Cover that stuff, released yeah. uh, in 2020. Um, but the, the band have took a kind of taken a slightly different approach um, on this release. Um, vocalist guitarist Hanno said, um, "Well, we have pushed the limits on all of our all of our releases. Going into the new record, they had a clearer idea of what we wanted to be ever more ever than before." I just knew I wanted to write stronger songs in relation to songwriting and rely less on being an extreme metal act that only convinces through a certain sound or general heaviness. Um, with Hanno uh, prolifically writing riffs at home in Gainesville, Florida, and throwing away throwing away whole albums worth of material, and it's crazy Hanno for you, and, uh, and Eric working in Germany, the record came together over several months, and it was all it was a wall to wall hard work. Nothing came easy for this album. Everything sucked and I hated most of the process. <laughs> I wrote it and we recorded it during a very bad time. And even though COVID had not much of an impact on us, of course, the general fucked up mood in the world and the industry had an impact on the record. I'm not going to lie, everything was very tedious up to a point where I literally questioned everything and we were damn close to quitting the band. He states unequivocally, I thought I just lost it. There was no more fun anymore. And with every song I came up with, there was a period at some point where I thought it sucked. Then again, I had moments where I thought it was the best we had ever done. It was bipolar almost in a way. It was rough and it took a serious toll on me and Enric uh, that I'm still recovering from. Then again, I come from the school of no pain, no gain, which obviously is bullshit and self-destructive. But unfortunately, that is who I am. Um, the drums uh, were recorded in their beloved old hometown Bremen, Germany and guitars were tracked as usual in Hanno's house in Florida after recording their instruments on different continents Hanno and Enrink, Erink, sorry, entered the studio together in Germany to record vocals and backing vocals respectively and decided to take a different more daring route in terms of production with the previous albums I was so focused on making the band sound exactly as we would sound live that is cool and still important, but this time I wanted to make an album that is overall entertaining and not just a 45-minute live set. He proved countless times that we have no problems at all convincing in a live setting, so I had to gather some courage to produce a little more, mostly in order to entertain myself as a songwriter and producer. So, interesting, this one, uh, from Mantar. Um, we obviously just checked out a track from the album recently, did a little reaction to it. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, we're quite. We're all quite interested. Kyle had never obviously heard the band before. Duncan and I had some kind of experience listening yeah. to them before. Um. But we were all kind of excited as to what we we're going to get on this album because that that track did sound a little bit different from what I remember. It's not the Mantar I remember, but then I, they've been off my radar for a little while and released a grunge cover album since, yes. which yep, I think we reacted on the reaction to that news with kind of, that doesn't make any sense, because <laughs> they're literally not what they sounded like in the past. So, yeah. um, And then we heard Odysseus, which is mm. the closing track, and 
Yeah, like it's it's in there, and it's they ain't hiding it either. It's like mm-hmm. that, the, the grunge vocals particularly shine through quite a bit, and then it was a kind of yeah. well, it's the closing track. Is that you know, is that I'm being playful at the end here? Will the rest kind of fall into that that level of kind of just really raw viscerality that they've got on all their other yeah. releases? And Dave, uh, what did you think? Yeah, this is. A different tone, uh, definitely for Mantar compared to that 2018 album. I did. I went back to that, um, the modern art of setting a blaze, mm. um, just to kind of go over it again in my head. Because when I heard Odysseus, I was like, I don't remember this at all. Like this is not <laughs> what I remember. But um, I think, as you say, I think that covers album that he did in 2020, um, Grunge Town Hooligans Two, um, is, has clearly had an effect on the writing for this album. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge grunge influence on this album that didn't really show itself at all on the 2018 album um which is definitely more extreme more blackened in comparison to this uh, new one uh, but i think i think to an extent the grunge influence makes this album slightly easier to digest um and, like don't like don't get me wrong like pain is forever and this is the end is still still a heavy album like oh fuck yes get confused here like <laughs> for two still, people yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah this is still very hefty and doom and sludge um with some kind of like blackened tinges here and there um but i think that the arrangement and the structure of the album feels almost more conventional or traditional in a way like the, the inclusion of the grunge element um gives the album a completely different tone um it's a bit more balanced i think um, with especially with the melody and the and the vocals as well, um, mm-hmm. it, it kind of adds more light to the rest of their sound. Um, the, the guitars aren't quite as constantly intense, and um, because of that more almost kind of like melodic grunge undertone that it has. Um, but I think I think that also helps you keep kind of engaged in the album. Um, their last like when I went back and listened to that last release, I was like, oh god, I remember how exhausting this album is. Like it, it doesn't. <laughs> let up at all it just kind of pummels you from start to finish with no real like time to breathe at all um here though there's more there's a definitely a lot more play with dynamics where the you know the guitars will actually take a complete back seat um and be more minimal minimalists uh, aren't the main focus at all and you know mm-hmm. a lot of the guitar work on like um even like grim reaping or um a frost and decay a lot of the guitar parts are there for atmosphere or you know to make the track feel more sinister um, and they're often kind of backed up by like organ sounds or a bit of synths that you know help kind of strengthen mm-hmm. up that darker vibe. Um, rhythmically as well, I I really like the fact that they they've pulled some of that kind of grunge rhythm into these tracks as well. Um, uh, the one that kind of stood out to me the most was Piss Ritual, which is a great song title. But um, <laughs> the the tempo and the rhythm of that is very kind of nineties grunge. Um, mm-hmm. You know, typical kind of that kind of guitar strumming rhythm that the grunge has. Um, but even when they do like venture into that that territory, uh, they still make sure it sounds very Mantar. Like it just doesn't sound like a different band. This still sounds like Mantar. There's still an extreme streak going on with you know. There's that track has blast beats and there's really like bleak chords thrown in for good measure as well. But I think all of it added together makes this makes this an album that metal fans should be definitely checking out. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. Musical, like musical workings aside, that I think the vocals are also more interesting on this release. Um, I think he's using more of his voice on this release in comparison yeah. to the previous albums. Also, sounds like it hurts. 
It does. It really does. Yeah, yeah. It's just like pure rasp. It's just yeah. wow. Um, but again, I think a lot of that has been spurred on by the the grunge kind of covers album they did. Um, I I just I really like the way that he uses uses that kind of raspy sound of his voice. But it's also got a little bit of a kind of tonal kind of thing going on as well. You know, it gives the, the tracks a bit more kind of depth. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't sound like just someone is screaming his lungs out for 40 minutes. I think his voice sounds more like it has more kind of layers to it on this release, uh-huh. um, which again just adds to the, the whole appeal of the album. Um, and that's kind of similar with the production as well. That The productions, like on the last album um, and the, the previous release, they, they always are quite a high quality, but um, I think this one feels way kind of better balanced for me I, I think there's some really nice like drum tones on this guitars are really thick but they're not like too abrasive or, or mm-hmm. overly distracting either um i think i think this is my favorite mantar album to date um i'm really glad that they didn't decide to just pack it in like i think if if anything it shows they've got so much more to give and should definitely keep going um i think they are I think they're at a point in their their musical career where they sound the most unique they've ever sounded mm-hmm. um, and probably the most accessible they've ever sounded as well um but they haven't even they haven't watered down their sound at all they've just they've just kind of refined it and added in some new elements which i really liked um yeah so from hearing the single uh, odysseus um to hear an album i'm not disappointed in the slightest um i'll definitely come back to this album um, throughout the year yeah really enjoyed it uh what about yourself what did you think I fucking loved this. <laughs> this is so a Duncan album, honestly. It's like everything like I could have wanted. Yeah, they they've just managed to capture. I mean, like right from the off, um, egoist though. Uh, you, when you're listening to the opening track, just like uh, initially when that kicks in, you hear the you hear the riff and the drums come in, and then the vocals come in on the verse, and it's like, oh, it's cool, cool, and then. Like it plays for a little bit, and it, the guitars don't sound full or anything, yeah. and then you just get hit with this fucking wall of like guitar noise, yeah, just for two bars, and then it cuts back it again, and then back in again. I was like, oh my god, you just give me this all the way through it. <laughs> and the thing about it is that quirky, grungy vocal tone that he has, which is, mm. it really sounds like, I imagine, kind of what he what a more kind of sludgy Kurt Cobain would sound like because mm-hmm. it's on that register yeah. but it's like it's clearly like more raspy and more aggressive mm-hmm. um, it, you know it doesn't make an appearance at all on that first song so no. when I was listening to it for the first time I was like maybe it just is that Odysseus track <laughs> and then like the next song hang them low so the rats can't get them mm-hmm. um, that kicked in and the, it was it's all over that track fucking yeah. wicked chorus Great song composition, uh, biting guitars, like really, really well written. And you, you mentioned it before. The they're experimenting with with stuff in the back that isn't just the guitar sounds. Mm-hmm. So you're getting like a little bit of organ, you're getting a little bit of synth, but it's not predominant in any way. Out with a track like Odysseus, where it yeah. you know it features more at the forefront. Yeah, um, it's just sitting. It's just basically sitting at the back as another tool to kind of push up everything you're hearing and it's used sublimely as you know it's not overly complicated they're not doing something that'll be difficult to recreate live they're they're kind of just using it as a as most two-piece bands do as mm. a way to boost what they're doing and it, it what it really 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 works 
you've already mentioned it, the drumming. Mm. It's n- like the drumming is so fucking solid on this release. Yep. Just great. And n- never at any point does it feel like it's. You mentioned, I think it was on the reaction that you love two piece bands. I'm mm. the same. I love two piece bands because I always kind of feel like the drummers in two piece bands get it. Yeah. They, you know, they understand that there's no room for kind of a virtuoso playing they are there as a key component that must make this work yep. and as a result you like I've, I can't think of many two piece bands that I've ever heard where the drumming isn't just fucking solid as a rock from mm-hmm. start to finish um, at times this reminded me a little bit of there's an obscure band that no one fucking listens to except me that are on the kind of sludgy scale called uh, Mosey Gazanticus Mm-hmm. Um, who I fucking love. Who I, I remember they released a. It was like an EP. Now the the key thing about it is the vocalist plays a keytar, which is why I love them, right? Um, but they're a, they, they were a two piece two piece to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, either all the guitars and all that as well. But they had that kind of on the sludgy register thing going on with them, mm-hmm. and then they released an album called Gift Horse after that. And Gift Horse is fucking amazing really yeah. under listened to like really 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 under listened to and vocally and musically in parts kind of somewhat of this because of the keys so mm-hmm. like it, it worked really 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 well together i think they were signed to relapse uh, which would make sense because of the body of bands that are on that yeah but like they were just pushing things in a really really interesting direction and it never really stops like through grim reaping or like i just found myself getting more in and kind of infatuated with the vocals. I think his his actual vocals themselves, the, the lyrical delivery is brilliant. The lyrics themselves have poignance, have depth and have meaning. I, I like really found myself being kind of captivated by that sound. Mm-hmm. And then the album just like never really lits up in any way, shape or form. And they never really dwell on any one aspect. It's clearly a, an all-encompassing one sound for the album, but the the... There are tracks where the, the grungier tinges are like more predominant. There are tracks where they're not on it at all. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the mix and the comp- the composition on the album works great. And then you build into, you've already mentioned the Frost and the Key, but when Walking Corpse kicked in, I was like, this is just like, this is just different level now. Like really just found myself... And there's a like, there's a repetition of a particular phrase on that song that just keeps going and going, and it's really, 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 really well done. And then through New Age Pagan, and I was still I was at the point where I was like, I know I love the last song, mm-hmm. I know I love that already. So <laughs> it's it's their album to fuck up for me as a listener <laughs> now, and they didn't do it. Like Horder is maybe the most unassuming song on the whole release, mm-hmm. but it's fucking great. So it's the one that has no ears or graces, but then the closing track is the one where it kind of feels like it's like the great summation to everything on the release. Mm-hmm. Um, like like yourself, I'm accustomed to Mantar being like exhausting to listen to, yeah. not because they are doing blast beats or you know like intense black metal riffing or anything like that. Mm. Just that they are they only had that kind of one level and that one level was just full on in your face is that live sound that we're talking about capturing just always yeah. felt like switched to live in constantly and there were exhausting journeys to go through i think this album is the one where the band have realized that actually you can be 
just as heavy as anything you've done before, mm-hmm. um, but you can be much more interesting by just exploring the way you approach your songs and the yeah. sounds that they've done. And I think kind of it reminds me there's a lot of bands that do covers albums or vocalist as a side project or something, and when they come back there's an instant impact on it. It's almost as if they try something which doesn't have the band name on it to see if it works, and as soon as it does, they have a new kind of a, a new weapon in their arsenal. Mm-hmm. I think about like bands like Tool, for example, the jump between something like Anima and uh, Lateralis is fucking huge, and it's because yeah. of the perfect circle in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, for better or worse, the jump between Slipknot's Iowa album um, and Volume 3 is huge because he did Stone Sour in between. Yeah. Like, like bands that get an opportunity to explore a different way of doing something, a different vocal styling or a different approach to writing music, or sometimes just revisiting the thing that makes you fall in love with music or be inspired to lift your instrument. Hmm. Remembering what that is can sometimes bring a new kind of a coat of paint. Yeah, to the band you're in, and that is this album. Like mm. it's it's a wash with it, and it's not done for like no one's going to tell me that grunge is back in because it fucking isn't. So it's clearly because they went back back to the well, uh, drank deep from the well, Dave, mm. and realised the well tastes good. <laughs> um, and that's what's on this release. I I just felt like spin upon spin i just found myself kind of falling further in love with it Mm. i think it is one of the most honest releases that i've heard this year of a band that are just like and without even knowing because i don't read the press statements about all the turmoil in the background they say that i think that you know like chance or you know it it favors the you know the 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 fortunate you know when when you get a chance to to really push for something which feels daring and out with your comfort zone mm-hmm. it can go one of two ways yeah. you'll either be eternally disappointed or you'll reap the benefits and rewards of something that you should you know was always going to be a gamble to see where it was going to fall and that's this album yeah i can't like i would be very upset to hear that people are falling off the mantar bandwagon mm. because i think this is the band leveling up into a different stratosphere without compromise to yeah. the elements that got them there. Like they're not this is not a sellout album, even if it is more accessible. No, not at all. But you know what it is is a hugely interesting kind of very raw, like soul on the sleeve release and everything about it, like even like even down to the minutiae of the production is fucking great. Right. I I absolutely love this album i think is i think it is brilliant i want to see them on this tour um i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna make you upset and say this might not actually be the year of hardcore this might be the year of sludge <laughs> like in the last month we've had a brand new album from Kevin, which we didn't expect which was fucking colossal hmm. and you know less than a month later brand new album from mantar which we didn't even know they were working on anything hmm. and it's fucking amazing yeah Imagine what the rest of the year's going to bring us, Dave. Imagine. Imagine. So yeah, I am. I'm. I'm all in. I'm, nice. Everything's getting pushed across the table on this one, <laughs> and I don't even think you need to ask me for my score. <laughs> fucking guess it. Yep. Um, nice. Uh, nice one. Um, <clears throat> scoring for me. Um, I'm sitting at a four point five. This oh. is a very high scorer for me oh. as well. Dude, um, 
I think. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's close to perfect. It really is. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think the the new elements they brought in absolutely work a hundred percent. And like you, like I think this would be awesome to see live. I really mm. do. I think they would really bring it. Like if they sound like this on on the albums, and we've heard their, their previous stuff where they've they've tried to make their albums sound like they're they're live. Um, yeah, it's, it's a band that I definitely need to see um, in a, a live environment for sure. But yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, what about yourself? I'm going to ask anyway, but what was your score? It's a five. five. Uh, this, I think this is it's the best thing the band's put their name to. If this is the best thing they ever do, I think they've achieved something that's very difficult in the genre they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very easy to sound like every other band in sludge like very 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 easy even if yeah. you're not trying to uh, they have they've always been on the the extreme end of that but somehow they've taken that extremity made it more viable made it mm. more engaging but not lost anything and further cemented herself as sounding completely different yeah and in, in that genre i can't think of any band True. that has and i think it's it's more vocally than anything else that they've they've done it you know yeah. on that level it's more on the vocals but there's plenty of guitar thing guitar choices you know um kind of background noises and all the rest that they've mm. done to accentuate their sound but and it's not to take anything away from any of the other songwriting but vocally this album is just it's on a completely different level to yeah. almost anything i've heard within the sludge genre this year it's fucking yeah. great true like when i, when I was Kind of taking notes for this uh, for this review, I usually try and jot down a few bands that are kind of similar or you know sound yeah. like the band, and I was struggling, really struggling. Yeah. Like I was thinking, like, all right, so there's a wee bit of them, and there's a wee bit of that, but there wasn't a band I could say, oh, they sound like this band, definitely yeah. not. Like they're they're definitely in their own lane in terms of like what they sound like. Yeah, and you've got like, and, and once again, not shots are not being fired here, but when you think of bands like Black Tusk or Red Fang or like, there's a whole genre of people where. It's integers of difference yep. Yep. between the bands, and then you hear Mantar, and it's like, well, you know, there's an ocean between these bands now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and they also have, like, not that I want to keep stroking these guys off here. <laughs> uh, that like they're like it's fucking amazing on social media. So like, if you're following them on Facebook, just see them stand awkwardly. I think they posted a picture today of them both in kind of woolly jumpers and an alpine background, <laughs> which like I just fucking love that shit. Because it's just as quirky and it's mm. as different and it's personable. It's in- like I say, this is like we are already like but the listeners and I can't depend on when this drops. We may have already recorded our top ten of the year so far, mm. and Mantar has like overturned the cart. Like <laughs> I had my list was pretty locked in, and mm. now it's kind of up in the air again. Thanks, Mantar. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so this one drops on July 15th on Metal Blade Records. Um, links below to the Facebook, to the Bandcamp. Let us know what you think. Stick some comments in below. Uh, that is the review. Thank you for checking it out. We'll be back with another review version, but until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. <laughs>